good evening, Let's Talk family, Poetry Corner family. Tonight is Tuesday night, and every Tuesday night at 8 o'clock, we have the Poetry Corner. And, uh, you know, I know that the intro is a little long, but sometimes we need an intro like that to set the mood, set the tempo. And um, it's been a, a, a long month, month and a half, and we're proud to have Nicole back on the show. She came back. Thank you. Thank you. Definitely from a, what we call Death Valley. Hey. <laughs> I mean, Clemson, so she's hey. from <laughs> um, she's, she's back, back, coming back with a bang, like I said. Um, she's part of the uh, co-hosting team of the Poetry Corner now. Okay. So we have all three hosts. We did a show, Nicole, while you were gone, where it was basically was like meet the host. Um, and these two explained some things about hosting the poetry corner, the vision, stuff like that. Um, would you like to explain your vision and what you want to bring to the table? Um, see, you caught me. Try always try to catch me off guard. Um, why you didn't prep me for this question? So I have some thoughts going on, but um. I just, you know, my you bring my unique self. That's, I mean, that's all I can do. All I can do is be me. So here I am. I what do you, what do you think, like Nicole? When, when, when we, because you were, your situation is a little bit unique and different with um with the poetry corner and being someone who basically supported the poetry corner and then you basically became a poet on a poetry corner and now you ha you have elevated yourself to being a co-host with these two what would you advise uh, people that view the poetry corner give us some advice on on what you what you how you've grown okay um I see I'm moving up in the world, co-hosts. <laughs> um, we're going to have to talk about them figures later, okay? Don't worry. God is around. Remember, remember, remember what Big Red said, my office hours. <laughs> we, we talk tomorrow then, okay. No, but... Um, or you I, could do like China Doll. Everybody don't need an audition. <laughs> <laughs> But as far as I'm concerned, um, I mean, you just have to jump in and, and get your feet wet. That's that's the only thing I could really say. Um, it's so it's so different because people can actually see you. So you want to make sure that you present yourself the, in the right way um, because it's something that people are gonna see, you know, years from now. Um, but also, you know, just just try to produce some good work, um, put out some different things so that people get a little bit of, you know, a little bit of everything from you. And that's, that's pretty much it. I, you know, and, and uh, Nicole, I know I, I probably should have, should have prepped you, but, um, you know, one, one thing about, uh, King and myself is that things happen. Um, we always try to plan things ahead of time, but things happen and then it makes, it changes up the whole show. So mm -hmm. I should have maybe prepped you and been like, you know, Nicole, I'm going to ask, I'm going to litter you with a bunch of questions, but I want to 
I'm trying to get some things out of you. I know that um, you have a wealth of information, a wealth of advice, but sometimes we need people to push us to a level. What do you want to do with Poetry Corner? Like, you, we, like, is it some, is there anything that you could, um, you think that the other two co-hosts, myself, could do better, yourself could do better? Like, how could we take the Poetry Corner on to a different level? Um, honestly, I don't, I mean, there's always room for improvement with everything, but I I think we do, everybody does a pretty good job, you know, um, we have multiple, um, like different guests, um, is very, very diverse. As far as the guests that come on, you get young, you get old. You know, male, female, you know, from different locations. So, I mean, all around the world. So, I, I think it's pretty much doing what it's supposed to do. I mean, we just have to get, I guess, more out there by word of mouth, things like that. Yeah, one of one of the things that I, I think about, and like I said before um, we started the show, is realizing that, the poetry corner kind of benefited from the pandemic by being on a adult timeout. And now that the, the world is opening back up, a lot of people don't have time or, you know, they got outside and I get it. Um, the weather, definitely if you live in the Northeast, the weather is a, is a lot nicer than it's been. It's not windy. And, you know, it gets dark at the time that we start and people are just getting home. Mm-hmm. So with that, with, you know, we do a virtual show and that's unique within itself. But like I said, we benefited from the pandemic and able to actually have over probably 150, 200 shows. Mm-hmm. So with that going forward, what 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 do you think we need to do far as marketing um, each poet, uh, marketing the show? You said just word of mouth. But it's crazy because a lot of people aren't doing a lot of in-house events like a lot a lot of people still scared of the cocoa and they should be the cocoa they should still be the, they should still be the scared and a little little nervous about the cocoa because it's not it, it's not gone yeah but i i think honestly because i know i'm on instagram too and i'll get notifications so you know if a friend of mine is doing something with someone else, you know, you'll get a little message and you could go and look and see what's going on. So, I mean, it's, people are still doing, you know, the, the virtual thing. So I don't think, I honestly, I think it's, it's probably, I don't know, because a lot of people are still kind of cautious about going out and being in closed places and things like that. Some people do like the open mics that, you know, different venues but a lot of people they're they're cool where they're at they're like okay i could watch it from home and i could be safe you know i don't have to worry about all of that one of one of the things that i um like i said that i i i did different opposed to what a lot of other people do and i noticed that it's about four or five people that podcast that do this is that they podcast to YouTube and Facebook. And one of the things that most people don't know is Facebook and YouTube their audiences are so different um, and, it, and it leads on me to say about Instagram, and Instagram is owned by Facebook. Instagram does not offer web, it's not a web 
web application. Instagram is strictly a mobile application, and they don't allow you to multi-stream through Instagram. Instagram's IP is totally different than any other thing, and that's why. And they're owned by Facebook, so they don't allow us to be able to stream through Instagram through a third party. Which, if you use a third-party service, you got to do a live strictly from their service. So with that, it's always a it's always a catch with trying to get our Facebook audience to come together with our YouTube audience and understand, okay, we got to try to trigger two different algorithms. And algorithms, um, they're, they're, they're tricky. From, you know, some words in, in YouTube could trigger algorithms, some words in Facebook could trigger algorithms, but they're not the same. So with that, Edwina, I'm going to ask you, <laughs> what, what, what more do you think we need to do as a collective? Because really, I mean... As as they would say, is all we got is us. <laughs> Your mic is muted. Sorry about that. <laughs> I think we could stand to do a little bit more. Um, you know, getting in touch with the people side of the poets that we touch and communicate with, because I think that um, if we can make them feel like they are part of this community that we're building then, you know, we can start, you know, blending houses, so to speak, like their audience becomes a collective with our audience. And then we can kind of network with the people that are coming on the show, as opposed to it being like a one-off thing that they don't really respond to, the poets might necessarily respond to. I think what I'm saying is engaging the poets that we interact with, engaging our audience on the different platforms that we're on, like, you know, promoting more um, individually the different people that we interact with, like, you know, the Let's Talk family, the Poetry Corner family, you know, our Epiphany family, and just promoting and get, putting more material out there so that we're more visible. Yeah, that's that, that's, that has always been, like, one of the biggest things that, um, that I have did is being... I'm like I said, I'm not a poet and but I'm an avid reader. And because I'm an avid reader, I keep books around me. I've always I've always read books. I read books at work. I read books is a lot. Mm-hmm. And with having different poets, is that you learn that a lot of poets are authors. Mm-hmm. And it's it's I always ask myself, what is the problem with people marketing themselves? I don't think that we, and I could definitely speak of myself, we don't do enough self-marketing. Right. You know, and 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 it, it's crazy when you think about it because if you got if you got 10 authors, dude, that means you should have nine book sales. They should have nine book sales. I mean, and 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 so forth and so on. And like um my friend Sharon, what she did with her Meet the Authors, we used to do shows together with education, is she would um, pay it forward mm-hmm. and try to get authors. Like six, she had, I think her first book, if I remember, was six authors. And then the next book was another six authors and so forth and so on. She was trying to make authors out of like 100 people within a year. That's beautiful. And it, it's important for us to... Um, pay it forward and, and 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 bring that type of energy to to get people to understand listen this is the poetry corner it's what we trying to do 
I mean, like I always say, even if a person can't come on the show, all they got to do is send the video to myself or King two or three hours prior, and I could play the video during the show hmm. of their poetry. I mean, so it's 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 not as hard as we we're making it to be with trying to build the poetry corner. King, since you've been the uh the the, the chef from up north, <laughs> what what like what what are some of your biggest obstacles and with with your vision and what you want to do with the show? I I think a lot of times it's like time management, but. <clears throat> You know, we try to give that window of opportunity for other poets to come through and um, spit their pieces, um, promote themselves, and let the world know what they got going on. I don't know, maybe some people might be camera shy. You know what I mean? So yeah. I always try to throw that out there, like, yo, come through. You know what I mean? Even if you do it for half an hour, you know what I mean? Yeah. Even if it's 15 minutes, you know, promote yourself. That's what the platform is for. Even the poets you go on a group. But um, try to build more with the um, interaction. Do you that's guys the, think that's the key? You, this is a question for all four, all three of y'all. Do you think that a lot of us get discouraged because we don't see we don't see tangible results? I think that's true. I think that is true. A lot of times, if you don't see the results, you know, a lot of us, especially nowadays, you're not. You're not ready to play the long game that it takes to really be into something like this. You have to really be prepared to have a season where you're just working the market, a season where you're trying to be creative, a season or a time where you're trying to, you know, figure out different ways to make infrastructure in what you're trying to do. It's so many different moving parts to trying to be an author. Sometimes you can get caught in that uh, imposter syndrome. I know I can, I'm speaking on behalf of myself. Sometimes it's hard to like uh, when you don't see when you don't see the reaction or the results that you expect. A lot of times it make you question yourself. And sometimes even when you do, it's still you still have a tendency to question. Are you doing enough? I know I feel that way myself. Like it is only 24 hours in a day. But am I doing enough to promote the the different moving parts that are involved in all the different hats that I wear. I know that's something that I deal with a lot. And I think a lot of people, they want that that microwave success. Like, right. I want to be popping, like, right off the bat, you know. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes it doesn't work like that. And, right. um, you know, and some people are not very vocal as far as they don't want to have their face. They're not really... Um, out there like that. They don't want to have their face and things. They don't want to be in the mix. They want to kind of stand in the background, but then you still also, you know, want to see your book sell to, uh, you know, uh, people get to know you, but if you're in the background, no one ever going to really know who you are. Right. So, right. Um, yeah. you know, it's, it's like a catch 22 kind of thing. Right. And it's a discipline thing, I think, a lot. For creative, you have a tendency to be off in your head very often when you have to do 
You got to do the work. There's a lot of work involved. Even if you get, you know, in the old days, you would think that if you get published, there's no work. There's not as much work to be done. But if you're doing self-publishing, you can still be just as successful, but you have to be ready to do the work. And there is a lot of work involved in promoting yourself and believing in yourself enough to promote yourself on a regular basis. Consistently. Consistently. Was that Negra? My 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 biggest issue is is always you know when, when we talk about promoting and and really trying to get the word out there what's going on is after a couple of years now we know like you know this is where we're gonna be at you know two o'clock unless something for unforeseen happens basically with my job um I'm always the one that you know if the show don't go on something that means that I'm either still at work or whatever so. Usually that's never that's usually probably like once every two months that happens. Um one of the biggest obstacles that I see that, you know, like I said, I don't think that I think that we get discouraged. Like you could like definitely dealing with social media promotion where you could put something on social media that makes no sense, it's a joke, sexual, whatever, and you'll get a thousand likes, but then you'll do something like a flyer to promote you doing a show and you might get like two likes. Right. And I think that subconsciously discourages us. Like, you know, I'm just not going to promote what I'm doing. Ain't nobody looking. But at the end of the day, like this in brand creation, this is what you have to do. Like mm-hmm. whether you listen to anybody that's doing motivational speaking, have their own brand nobody's going to be able to do it like you. Right. right. Or you're not going to be able to do it like nobody else. Right. Um, what is going to be, what is going to get the poetry corner, the way that it's going to get is the way that it's going to be. It has its own journey. Right. You know, and that is discouraging. Right. You know what I mean? You could put a thousand clips out there and as they say, and I always ask people this. Um, I think we asked this during one of the shows. Would you <laughs> would you rather grow consistently or just have a go viral moment? Like you go viral, you everywhere. You did a poem, you spit, you 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 did a you spit a piece, and you don't want viral, and everybody see you on TikTok and the gram and you know the shade room them picked it up, and you like oh, <laughs> I'm having a viral moment. Or would you rather just have an, a consistent ascent to the top? I know I would rather be consistent. Yeah, consistent. Because that little 15 minutes of fame, that's, you know, they'd be like, okay, who is is that? (laughs) Exactly. But then also another thing, because I know um, King mentioned time management. A lot of people are dealing with nine to fives too. So you got to juggle your work. Then you got your family. You know, people have their kids and different things like that. So a lot of that, you know, is is consuming a lot of your time. I mean, not luckily, but I've been out because of, you know, surgery and stuff like that. But then even then I could go a whole week and it's just like, what did I do? Like, okay, Monday, I thought it was going to be a good day, but my back was killing me. So I took a pill and I was sleeping and, you know, so it's just, just all this other kind of stuff. And then you, of course you, you got your, got to keep up your house you know, stuff like that. I'm throwing away like old mail and it just, it adds up. So it's just like, okay, well, what do I do? And I know I can be kind of like, as they say, 
uh, have the little ADD kind of syndrome. Like one minute I'm doing one thing and I'm like, okay, well, I could do this. Like today, I was sitting up there sorting out my little stuff that I'm going to put into the recycling and all this. And then I said, well, I got my table. I never, I never, um, you know, put together. So then I'm trying to put my table together. Then I'm looking at the instructions like this don't look right. Then I said, then I went to a no, whole nother tangent, like, okay, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. So it's just like, you have to focus because I know I, I do get off track. So a lot right. of times you just have to be like, okay, I'm gonna sit down here for this hour. Right. And I'm gonna just True. put these out, do this, do that. You know, it has yeah. to be a point where you just have to just make the time. Right. I think that you have to look at, take a perspective. Like if you don't, if you don't love it enough to make time for the work, then how do you expect anybody else? Because the thing about that slow to the slow and consistent is that you have opportunity to build a vibration. You have an opportunity to build an audience, an audience that expects something of you more than just one poet or that one viral post that got mm -hmm. in everybody's head and disappeared the next day. But that's a responsibility because there's expectation. And like you were saying, if you don't make time for it, that's the hardest thing to me is to convince myself that in spite of all of those other things and all those other plates that's on the table, this one has to be important enough to like show up for it even when I'm not feeling all of that encouraged and be fortunate enough and blessed enough to have people around me that's like you can do it you 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 know you actually play the fly you, you know give me all of this encouragement and make me mm -hmm. feel like when everything else will tell me put this on a back burner for now and like it'll wait it'll wait till later I have people around me and I have to make sure that I'm telling myself like this is important enough for me to show up for myself <clears throat> Because if I show up for myself, then that is the center focus of the vibration that I'm trying to keep, create. Like, that's what I would love to see in women is like a lot of women, instead of us deprioritizing, I can't, I'm sorry, I'm not making this about a men versus women thing, but I'm no, seeing no, a perspective no, yeah, <laughs> of mothers and women and the, the road that I've traveled. And it's like, you have to be, find your center and hold that center down. And I feel like, poetry and, and showing up for these things and making sure that I'm available and around for different opportunities to showcase what I'm able to do. And it, it not only gives me an opportunity to be seen for that moment that someone might be like, oh, that's fly. And this might, it might springboard from there, but also it gives me an opportunity to get better and better and better at what I'm doing. When you're yeah. consistent, you improve and, you know, iron sharpens iron. You have to be willing, you got to show up you got to show up. You really do. Exactly. Yeah. And then another thing, just real quick, you got to be excited about your stuff. Because right. if you're not excited, nobody else is going to be excited. You know, mm -hmm. you could you could be the worst salesperson out there, but you like, I got this bottle of water. This is the best <laughs> water ever. Right. Everybody's like, dang, I want to get some of that water. I want to get some of that water. So, you know, and I know I'm I'm bad at it too, but you know I I post stuff here and there. But yeah, it's it's yeah. all about you know showing who you are, 
and you know letting everybody else see you know okay she's she's worth looking into let me let me check out what, right. what she's like right. i believe in yourself enough to show up for yourself yeah. you know what i mean i think that's the advice that i would give to most poets that might consider coming on the show or ones that we kind of have to nurture into believing like this is this is hard <laughs> people might not think because it's virtual that it's not a difficult yeah. thing for those people that who are like a lot are introverted people by nature, you know, to show up and to be like, I'm going to put myself out here and I'm going to stumble through and I'm going to make it through and I'm going to, you know, make it happen. That takes a little bit of nurturing, but you got to show up for you. You got to feel like you're showing up for yourself. You got to bring the best version of yourself to all of these different things. You know, but at the same time, though, what is the difference between you jumping on the stage and being on the screen? You know what I mean, you're in front of a live audience. I've witnessed that already because I'm like, oh shit, all these people out here, like, I hope they like my shit. You know what I mean? It's different crowds in the audience. But I found it to be kind of cool. I was like, okay, you know what I mean? Let me just go up in there and rock that shit out. So it gave me a more confidence level. Right. You know, surrounded around the things I'm doing. And my biggest thing right now is I feel like um I've elevated. You know what I mean? To work on three books at one time, you know, editing and everything like that, it's like, damn, like, oh, yeah, I could do this shit. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm doing this. I'm doing that show, doing that, doing this, working two jobs, this, that, and the other. So it keeps my mind busy, but at the same time, I'm creatively steady. You know what I'm saying? And um, I think that's the most beautiful thing i ever done is edit three books at one time. You know what I mean? Work on them. Wish they're done anyway, but, you know, I'm just still trying to advance. But a friend of mine gave me some good advice, which I'll be speaking to y'all later about. <laughs> but, you know, we can get this thing popping. We can. We could take it to the next level and like a space shuttle rocket. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We might not land on the moon, but we can be out there in the universe. <laughs> you know what right, I mean? Right, so right. Does, does either one of does either any either of, wow. <laughs> does anyone have a poem on vision? Vision. Hmm. I'd be like Chuck D. Don't the vision ain't blurry. <laughs> Let me see. I don't know if this is like vision, but well, I got I got one. I, I guess I would say. All right, lead off header. And <laughs> you know, try to do the something. And I call this focus, focus. Tell me how your vision is better than perfect, but you can't see your own beauty. Take a look in the mirror, stand up straight. Don't slouch, hold your head up. Now take your time, don't rush. You are so much more than the natural eye can see. Yes, you have stunning features, Everything is appealing to the eye. Speaking of eyes, your eyes reveal the light of your soul. You continue to shine even when your life has darkness encircling it. Your mouth expresses the deep, the depth of your thoughts. And you always have an uplifting word for those in need. Your heart is pure, which is the most important factor. You allow others to open themselves up and reveal their inner feelings and emotions without judgment. The way you carry yourself 
shows the pride you have deep inside. You frequently take on the weight of the world, but continue to have a bright outlook. You may you make a habit of sending out positive vibes and deflect negativity. You are so much more than the natural eye can see. Open your eyes so you can see it too. In peace. Okay. Talking about you don't know if that's about vision. <laughs> That was beautiful. That was nice. I like that. Sometimes you just, you just gotta, you know, see the 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 best that is in you, you know. True facts. Mm. <laughs> Adwina, you got a poem this week. Did you write anything this week, Adwina? You know what? I have been in a little bit. <laughs> see what happened was I don't tell me you're well, listen. Week, if so. you say you was in writer's block, I'm gonna let poetic know about this one. I know I keep <laughs> replaying his words in my head, like I'm letting the whole team down. But <laughs> I'm going to cuz <laughs> on me every day. Like, listen, this is I just wrote this while I was on break for 10 minutes, and I'm like, man, I'm gonna ask you a question, Adrena. What have you done in the last seven days that was strictly for you? What have I done in the last seven days that was strictly for me? Honestly, showing up to these to the shows, showing up and making sure that I get the flyers done. That's been it because the plate's been full. And sometimes I think that I have to make space for that to be an important leg of me as a poet you know what I mean this is an important this is my foundation you know what I mean so even if everything else seemed like it's playing tug of war I try to show up for for the poetry shows I think that's the, the most recent thing that I've done I, I got something for afraid. you I got something for you alright you got a pen and paper yeah I got it Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Oh. I want you to read that book. Okay. All right. I'm putting it in my cart right now. <laughs> Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Okay. I got you. I remember most of them, but I do need to revisit. I remember some of them, not all of them. Lord Atterbury, what's going on with uh, the hip-hop, the hip-hop, the poetry hip-hop? Edition. What's going on? Just, just slightly break. Just need to reinvent some things. Oh. Come on, come on, cuz Lord Atterbury, that's the erotic joint. That's the erotica name. <laughs> Still let king. Me, let me let me ask you guys about that. Um <laughs> when we have when when you guys because I'm like I said, I'm not a poet. I, I just have the best seat of the house every week. <clears throat> Excuse me. Do you guys feel like erotic poetry? Is the person's alter ego speaking for themselves? Yeah. For me, it is. <laughs> That's why I differentiate king and lord. <laughs> for me, it is, too. Hey. It is. Watch, watch yourself. <laughs> oh, it's not. I'm just saying it's like this it's this alter ego person that, that writes that stuff. Yeah. You know, one, one, one of the things that... um. That I noticed about poems, and 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 I'm even like this with reading. And I'm never going to say that a, a book, a book or a poem isn't good. I'll just say that some books and some poems are 
and, and I learned this in culinary school, right? It's able to paint a perfect canvas where you could just close your eyes and listen. If you're listening on Kindle, if you're reading a book, because I like to read read actual books. I don't do the Kindle thing, but some people like audio books or Kindle. Right? But if you closed your eyes and you just paint a picture and you could just see the scenery, boom. Yeah. And some poems, sometimes we have shows where some poems just be like, the, the poet takes you on this journey with them mm-hmm. where you can envision everything they saying. I'm going to ask you guys that. Did you ever be so in awe, like y'all on the show, and somebody spitting a piece, and you ever be so in awe of that piece that you get tongue-tied and be like, oh, I'm supposed to go next, or I'm in a poetry cipher with them. like, Yes, for sure. Explain that feeling. That that feeling is remarkable to me, because it's like you can, you hear in the narrator, and it's like, wow. And you just... They taking step by step by step, and it's like, oh shit! And then they hit you with the boom, and then you're like, oh shit! Like, for real? I'm like, damn! Make yeah. you want to say. Sometimes I be feeling like, yo, you want to repeat that poem again? <laughs> I right. mean, yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's it's nice though. It's a nice feeling to have. It is. I mean, it it entices me to get a little better writing and stuff. I'm like, damn, I love that shit. Like, right. Yeah. I mean, cause you, I mean, cause I, I even compare that to like watching shows and movies because you know how you go to rewatch a show and the scenes just be like so far-fetched you'd be like oh. right. or then you like if, if you're into sci-fi movies and the sci-fi just be extra extra right. you like come on but then it could be like it it could build you up I don't know you know you guys are authors right, so you right. guys know yeah. writing techniques and stuff like that yeah. But it like builds you up, right? And then they come with that old crazy music, yeah. And builds you up, and it has <laughs> you excited. Because like, I'm telling you, like we've we've if when you go back in some of the older shows, and you think about all the poets that have uh, that we've been blessed to listen to on the show, and they've came and they just be like, "Yo, yes, remember such and such took us on that journey, yeah." Like everybody that know know that I love Jazzy Sky's bitter. I love your bitter bitch, and I love Jazzy Sky's. Uh, uh, the I know addicted, which one you're talking about. Addicted, <laughs> addict, conflicted, addicted. I, I can't remember yeah, the name of it. It's actually still in my um phone because of because she has sent it. She has sent it um a video of her doing it, and um, you know, you think about that stuff, and you think about how, like I said, you. Able as you guys as artists take us on that journey and being able to take your audience on that journey, you know, and that's the thing that for for King and I know Nicole and Zwina, you guys started doing virtual poetry first before y'all ever was in front of an audience. Right. And how doing it virtually probably was easier. In my opinion, mm-hmm. and doing it from an audience because you got an audience, and no, it's no such thing as booing. Right. So you know you're gonna go there, and you're not gonna be booed, but you're still gonna be nervous. Right? Yeah. You're still True gonna facts. be like, you know, did I come off right? If some places it might be open mic, and then you'd be like, I, I don't want to come too erotic and have people thinking I'm some type of freak. 
but I want to I want to be able to express my vision to them, right? Where I could take them on the on that journey, right? So, King, let me ask you because I know that you had did the um, you've been doing this a while, um, and you had did that open mic in front of a demographic that you kind of wasn't expecting <laughs> to do Twice. it. For how how was that? Twice I did it. The first time it was just like, shit, my hand was shaking a little bit with the paper. <laughs> I was like, I was like, man. But um, I was nervous at first because they called me up there. I'm like, okay, I'm like, shit. I hope I hope this joint is hard. So I'm flipping through my pages, like, which one should I do first? So I was like, you know what, fuck it, just go for it. So as soon as I started saying doing the first one and I got the round of applause, I was like, oh, okay, all right. So I became a little comfortable. I got out of my comfort zone, it was white, black in there. You know, yeah. and I was just like, all right. So I was a little more engaging with the audience. You know what I'm saying? So um, then I recited my other pieces, and I got comfortable. The second time was a little different. I was tired, and I was like, what if they be like, <laughs> no, like that? But yeah. um, my hand was shaking and stuff because I was, like, nervous and shit. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. Fuck it. If they boo me, they boo me. If they don't, it's all good. Whatever. So I went about and did it, and they came up to me afterwards and was like, "We love, we enjoyed your poetry. Thank you." When a couple of people asked me to recite poetry at um little events they have, they took down my name and information and stuff, and I was like, "Wow!" One lady was like, "I would like to put place some of your books in the library," and I was like, mm-hmm. she took down my information, and I was like, "Wow!" I was like, "Damn, this this is cool." Why not? So let they me, were like, let me ask you: Did you ever think like um? When you when you go in a venue, and you know everybody claims that they want they want they could do it anywhere. Yeah. It's easier said than done. We all love to be comfortable. Comfortable is ease. Um, uncomfortable is hard work. Yeah. When you go in a venue, do you ever say like, okay, I got some super high frequency octane for these people, and it'd be yeah. like you you coming in. And you, and you got a target. You got a target audience. Yeah. But then your audience is totally different than what you're trying to target. You don't want to be too political, as we would say. You don't want to be coming too conscious. Did you ever just feel like you know what? I gotta spit what I want to spit because this is the vibe that I'm feeling. Yeah. Right. And it was a talent show, so you had people doing comedy. You had people doing ding, 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 playing joint. So I'm just sitting there. Don't trying to catch the vibe of everything because you know, I always live on vibes and frequencies. So I'm like, okay, nigga, just get up there and do your thing. You know what I'm saying? So it's two other poets here, but make sure you bang that shit out. And that's what I did. I just built my confidence level up and was like, yo, you you that dude right now. You know what I'm saying? So, but like I said, they had a host of different things going on there. So, but I just did my thing and they wish they welcomed me back anytime. So I was like, "Cool, it's right up the street from my house." So uh, it it's a it's a whole different experience. You know what I mean, but maybe some people feel confident like that. They've been doing the open mics and all that. But me, if I was in front of that type of particular crowd, I'd just be like, "Okay, I probably have to carry that same energy." You know what I mean, like, "Yo, fuck it." No, if they boo me, they boo me. If they like it, they like it. Whatever, I don't care. Well, I I think as far as like, and I I've done a couple couple like face to face, but um. It's, it's kind of like the Apollo. Somebody going to sing a gospel song. They're not going to get booed. 
Like, you know, nobody's going to boo you. And it's, it's, it's not, I mean, because with poetry, it's like your own expression. So everybody's going to be different. You know, right. I, I've never, I've never seen anyone to get booed or anything like that as far as with poetry. Um, right. Now, it might be, it might not be your cup of tea. So you might not be like, encore, encore, yeah, you know, jumping out your seat. But, you know, I think. Everybody's, you know, pretty respectful when it comes to that. Um, yeah. And I think anytime you're going up in front of people that you don't know, it's just always going to be like a little apprehension. Like, okay, you know, I hope they like it, you know. Okay. It is what yeah. it is. I mean, because I mean, I think we've all had the the part of our lives where we like, and I know I did because I was, I didn't share my stuff, you know, it was just with friends, stuff like that. But when you actually got an audience like really embrace you, that kind of that really boosts your ego, and you like, yeah. okay, well, right. maybe I'm pretty good at this thing here, you know? Right. Yeah, um, for sure. Adwina, let me ask you a question. Yeah, what's that? You come from a city where the present mayor is a poet, right? One of my favorite, and poets. he loves to spit his poetry. <laughs> and the, the arts district is very, very enriched in that city. Mm -hmm. Um, they it's always something going on. Um, yeah, you know, rest in peace to Bria. She was a big poet in the area who passed away at an early age, and you know, it kind of galvanized the poetry community in that area. Yeah, she actually has a street named after her. So, how? Coming from that area, like you're literally a rock away, from, you literally grew up a rock away from City Hall in, in, mm -hmm. in you know, Central Ward and down that way. Yeah. How was that to, like, you know, you know, you starting to do your virtual thing and, you know, you might walk up and you know how that area is. You might walk up in a cipher and it could be, you might see most deaf in a cipher somewhere. That's what happened to me at the last. It wasn't most deaf. If it was most deaf, I probably would have passed out. Because that is, oh my gosh, I love that man. I love him. But, but there was some deaf poets in the audience that were showcased. And I went in as part of the open mic. And they just kind of, some of my relatives showed up a little late. And then as I'm giving them hugs, they called my name first. So unlike being able to say, all right, let me see what the vibe is and I can spit what I think I'm going to spit. I did this this piece called uh, uh, Big Belly Jukebox. It's about music and it's kind of like, you know, it's not erotic, but it's a little sexy kind of thing. I have an question. I what? know King does it. Nicole, Nicole, I guess, just made her ascension. Have you told somebody? Like, yo, I host a poetry show every Tuesday on YouTube. Have you on said a regular that to basis? I do. You said that to I somebody? Do. How did yes. you feel saying that to somebody? Did you feel like you was bragging? I no, I I told them at the show that I was in, and I went to another show with uh one of the that Mojave threw, and um we told everybody like you know we are hosting on. He was told you know like I try to promote what we're doing, like come through for all of the poets that are on there. I'm just, 
haven't gotten to the point where I'm like, all right, this is, you got to handle people like their talent and their time is, their time is valuable too. And you have to get people to commit to something, which is a little bit difficult, but I definitely do promote it. And it did come out the first couple of times when I did it myself, it came out a little clumsy, but I'm like, it's out there and I'm out here. You know, you know, because- <laughs> it's, it's funny. It's, it's funny. It's like the, um, and I never want to say that a person isn't known or unknown, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like the the well-known poets mm-hmm. who are like stars or so they, they do other stuff outside of poetry. They might be in TV mm-hmm. or, or singing. They're very available. Yeah. For a show like this, if you were to get in touch with them, or mm-hmm. they'll come and do a quick open mic somewhere in a in a in a as we saw a hitting the wall uh venue. But then the local poets who may not be as known, they don't have no time. They'll be like, yo, I'm busy. You'll be like, yo, okay, we understand that you're busy with life because life will make you busy. But then, like, um, when you're trying to reach out, like you said, we, we, most deaf would be, and you know, I know that he's not the only known poet, but he's always um, available. If you catch him, yeah. he shows up and he'll just spit a bar and just spit off on you. No, <laughs> so I always find that interesting. Um, how poets are, you guys are very um. You just gave me some idea. Every time I speak to, every time we have this little roundtable discussion, I'm like, "Huh, I need to leverage that because that is very true." The 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 poetry scene in Newark. Is very. I saw that when I went to the cryout cave where uh, Bolu, the one that came through on the show the other day, call me Bo. Her her mm. older brother runs the cryout cave, and uh, his last show that I missed, Ross went to that one, and he knows a lot of people locally. But you know, again, when you try to ask them to do something virtual, sometimes people get a little bit funny. But I'm gonna make it my business to ask some people who are outside of what I would think would be the realm of ordinary people to ask and just see what sticks to the wall, see who would actually come through. I'm really definitely start doing that. Yeah, I mean even even um Nicole Nicole is in her uh sorority. And I'm quite sure she's not the only poet in us. See, it's all about our network. We all have our own network. And right. sometimes we don't realize um, we call it the power of influence. Mm-hmm. And That's you got to ask people and be like, yo, you know, such and such, you know, who do instant poetry, you know, yeah. come on, spit your piece. Like I said, even if they can't come on, yo, just get the video to King. Right. Right, you know what I mean? It's not that hard. Um, yeah, you know, we need people like really. I mean, the poetry corner, <laughs> I look at it as Nicole is like the biggest success for us. What, yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? No, for real, because you started out as a viewer, even though you wrote poetry prior to watching, you supported the channel, you supported division, mm-hmm. and Thanks. Here it is now, like you're co-hosting the show. Didn't I say that? I was, I was just saying that the other day. <laughs> I mean, Love that it. should be that something that's true. an accomplishment. Absolutely. I mean, it's people that say they're gonna come on. Oh, I, they don't come on. Yeah. You in they, the building? You know, and that's one of the things that people we we sometimes we lack consistency. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I, like I tell King all the time, I'm going to do what I say I'm going to do. Unless do. it's like a real issue. And then I'm going to let you know a couple hours before or earlier on that day. But yeah, I try to I try to stick by my word. Well, we appreciate you, Nicole. Did y'all think you. I would did y'all think I would be able to talk this much for 50 minutes? I know. <laughs> without without even having the show, right? Not, not at all. Not so at all. We, only, we only heard one poem. Right. <laughs> it's informative. Go ahead, Lena. Break one out. What? Break one out. Are we still doing poetry or are we done? Yeah. No, spit your okay. piece. <laughs> nah, nah. I'm about to throw a wrench in the game. Okay, here we go. Edwina, you could spit a poem, but it got to be from what you call from my book. From what? From memory? No. From Nikki. From Nikki? Ah, uh, let me see. I was just looking. Oh, uh, you gonna... <laughs> you would throw this kind of wrench. Let me see what I got on deck. Hold on. Hey, why don't you do the one you did last night? Yeah, let me see. I think I still have it <laughs> open here. It was pretty short, too. It's funny you said that, cuz, because she spit a nice Nikki joint last night. Yeah, I've been starting off the the other show with poems by famous poets to, like, uh, you know, get the vibe mm-hmm. going. And this one is Love Is by Nikki Giovanni. Some people forget that love is tucking you in and kissing you goodnight, no matter how young or old you are. Some people don't remember that love is listening and laughing and asking questions, no matter what age. Few recognize that love is commitment, responsibility, no fun at all, unless love is you and me. And that's that poem. Okay. Okay. I love that poem. All right. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> Thank you. King, you got any Gil Scott? Woo! I thought. Hey, hey, hey Dwayne, he, y'all ain't the only ones that I threw the wrenches at. He gets it on the wrench. Whitey is on the moon. So you ain't got no. Gil I got Scott Whitey's thing? on the moon on deck. Cause I, I write too much. I write every day. <laughs> what mean, about like, your mentor? You got anything from your mentor available? Ooh. Yeah, I don't know. Get some lashes for that. <laughs> <laughs> Hung like Jesus on the cross. <laughs> Get some lashes for that. Yeah, um, man. I... Give us a Lord Atterbury. Ooh. <laughs> you Hold sure? On, man. What time is it? What time is it? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's almost, it's almost 9 o'clock. <laughs> the baby's not tucked in yet. Hold on. Hold on. Sure, you want the Lord? Yeah, you might want want the shepherd. (laughs) (laughs) All right, just give me a second, real quick. All right. <clears throat> I'll go through a little transformation first. Nah. <laughs> yeah, All right. This is a piece titled Brush by Lord Atterbury. Sit you on my lap. Look in your eyes. Kiss your lips. 
caress your inner thighs and hips, touch the moment, that's it. Baby, take a breath, exhale the weight from your mind. Let my fingers walk up the back of your shirt, teasing your spine. Rub your shoulders with these hands that carry sun power. 30 minutes feel like an hour, skin softer than baby powder. Place my tongue on the side of your neck, what's next? I'm fastening your belt and button on your jeans, that's the love nest. Sending messages from the unknown, my bone. Speak to your body's home, hello baby, am I home? My right arm extends as a friend, the left identical. Fingers become tentacles that octoline resemble. Half man and animal living as an amphibian, pressing against the pressures of life. Woman, just let me in. Final attraction, speak to your care to see what's happening. Reach the soul inside of your beautiful hole and make a caption. Lord Atterbury. Ooh. Okay, now. <laughs> that was hot. Thanks. He, yeah, he threw me off. I was going to spit this other piece, but it was like, uh oh, I got to. Uh, Recon I gotta reconnect and recalibrate for a minute. Why hit me with that one? Nice. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, anybody else? What else you got for us, Nicole? See, I don't took you out of the poetry spirit. We don't had this conversation. <laughs> We've been talking for about oh, nice. an hour. Yeah, no, I, don't, I, don't I, ain't gonna, I ain't gonna lie to you. I used y'all because I'm tired. Okay. I used y'all. <laughs> mm -mm. <laughs> Look, he pulled the Kanye West. I used you. <laughs> at least I said. At least I'm gonna say thank you at the end of the night, right? Right. Two facts. Nicole, <laughs> you don't mind being used, do you? <laughs> I told you, you China doll right now. So you don't need an audition. You don't <laughs> need an audition. All right, man. Remember how she walked up on Goldie? She said, Do everybody need an audition to choose you? He said, no. Nah. He said, hold up, baby. baby. Just calm down. He tried to tell her, pipe down a little bit. He had to check this looking pretty Tony first. He had to tell her, pipe down, baby. Pipe down. And pretty Tony was just bragging about China Doll, talking all that stuff. Talking about how much money he done got. She done stepped in there with the little, with the little puppy, Toto. Mm. She came in and struck. <laughs> yeah, you need a nap. No, that, it's the truth. I'm telling you, watch the Mac and watch that scene. Yeah, I know that joint. China Doll came in there with that dog, little Toto. He said, Does everybody need an audition with you to choose you? He said, Hold up, baby, hold up a second. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, y'all know that was a good scene. It was. You can see, no, yes, it really, was. really. All jokes aside, y'all. Uh, my sister done said I'm sleepy. She knows me very well. I am tired. <laughs> but look, every everybody knows that scene from the Mac. It ain't always about degrading. It's just a movie. It's just art. She stepped up in that pool hall, and you know, women didn't come in the pool hall back then. She came up in the pool. She said, does everybody need an audition to be with you? He said, hold up, baby. Hold up. You got to... She cut the line. <laughs> all right. All right. All right, Nicole. China right. doll. You got something for us, Nicole? You got a poem for us? How I do one. You did what? vision. Yeah. You um, was prepared. You prepped. So you got poems ready. Well, I mean... <sighs> No, we was waiting on Edwina to do a point. 
She didn't do hair she points. Did uh, she did Nikki. She did Nikki. Hair points. All right. Edwina, do you have a Maya Angelou for us, Edwina? A Maya Angelou? Do, yeah. No, do the letter. Do the oh, do the um the letter to Maya Angelou. You all right? Your neck all right? The light, the letter to Maya Angelou. Neck was hitting that headboard, huh? Boo. <laughs> hey, boo. <laughs> Y'all just don't know how much I mess with Nicole, boy. She don't give me no money. He's so anymore. he's so happy to have me back and see I might be out uh -huh. next week. <laughs> Oh God, y'all so funny! <laughs> I don't know because that was kind of sad. I don't know. Yo, when I, right. when I when I when I was driving through South Carolina, me and Nicole was on the phone. I was like, "Damn, Nicole went to school down here. Mm. <laughs> Ooh, this ain't boring down there by Clemson." Look, we look, we made it happen. Oh. Made it happen, Captain. You got you got something for us, um, Edwina? All right, something in mind of Maya Angelou. It's something to you. Something to yours, but what like, we want? I want. What was that? Right. Still, still sweet. Which one? Because <laughs> that that Maya, she she gonna that's no. Gonna I, I want. I got one for you. I want you to explain to us before you recite "Bitter Bitch." Explain the the mindset of you writing that. When I wrote "Bitter Bitch," I was going through a very rough time in my marriage and I just I felt like I was letting it make me resentful and I started to feel a little bitter that's why I said I, I literally accidentally caught myself in the window of the kitchen looking angry by myself washing dishes and I'm like I cannot let this happen to myself there's too much in me that helped to build what is here right now to let myself stay in a place where I'm bitter and resentful and that's why I'm like it's a call to women in general like you don't have to let those shortcomings in a relationship make you feel like you less than who you actually are you could be so much more than the labels that people put on you in order to put you inside of a box like you expect. You know, when less. you first when you first said that poem, right? Mm -hmm. It I don't think that a person when they first hear it the first time, like me, mm -hmm. realize you're speaking um to the person that's walking around bitter. Mm -hmm. I think I think that when I first heard it, I was like, damn, she angry. <laughs> and then I was like, <laughs> Let me listen to it again. I'm like, nah, she can't. But, but, you but you're what? speaking to you're speaking to the psyche of life situations that happen. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Make us have this bitterness, and it doesn't allow us to embrace our happiness because we're so caught up in that moment in time that right the situation happens, and we're like, oh, the world is falling on us. Everything's caving in. Right. And then you'd be so bitter about it because you know you put. You're all in that situation and things didn't go your way. Right. And you just be like, Yeah. A waste of time. But you know what? What brought that that poem to a special place for me is I recited it at um at a, a the first time I went to an open mic. And there was this girl, beautiful chocolate girl. She was tall, she looked like Barbie doll, being dragged around by this dude who had on shades in the dark. You know, I don't want to say what that is. Begin with pimping. a D and 
Oh, sad struggles. Yeah, and he was like talking to, <laughs> when he came in and he started flirting with other women in there, and the girl was sitting there. She looked angry. After I read that poem. She came up to me and she was like, wipe her eyes. And she was like, you know what? I should, you know, like, and it was like, it, it touched her and made her, she left. She left after that. And she was, and, and she, when she walked up to me and told me that, I was like, you know what? So, Sometimes you can touch somebody, even if it's one person. I'm, y'all thinking I'm playing because I'm tired. So you disrupted his stable. <laughs> I think I did. <laughs> I'm in charge of the girls. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you disrupted his stable, yo. Yeah, he, he's gonna have you go out there and make up for that money he lost. <laughs> oh gosh, no. <laughs> so, but yeah, I had fun without doing it for further ado. Yeah, bitter bitch. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, I know I was about to do that. Okay. <laughs> This bit of bitch is tired of sitting idly by in silence while you run around town with your new girl now flossing like ungrateful tyrants. You call us bitter and call us bitches. It seems convenient timing because when we held you down and propped up your crown, you claimed we were putting our time in. We were cheated on and beat it on while you grew from boys to men. And now she's just that crazy bitch and you singing we can't be friends okay here's a memo a newfound credo i call it a bit of bitch bulletin it's time we start to look within watch your face until you smile again understand that this is not the end you were once a promise to yourself before you gave yourself to him you gave him things that you shouldn't have until you got sick of it you finally gave up now you both fed up got you running around spewing bitter shit running around town giving undeserving men something he can feel a foolish plight because you're treating your heart like it don't deserve to heal. And that's real. You're treating yourself like you don't deserve to heal. Repeating the cycle head in the fan. Don't know whether to cry or to swoon because your respect is in the basement and your toes are aiming at the moon. Quit banking on some swerve of the hip. Know that looks are all but borrows. Check how the cypher goes. They're calling you a bad bitch today. You'll be a bit of bitch tomorrow. So to his boys, I'm not your sister. And to his girl, I'm not your threat. Instead of joining Team Bitter Bitch, you best see where his head is at. Making promises and losing your identity. Throwing yourself on the blade of a toxic relationship, becoming your own worst enemy. Accidentally catching yourself in the mirror, face screwed up in the scowl because that wasn't happy and this isn't safe. So you're wondering what to do now. They call you Bitter Bitch, a vapid witch you've been demonized and fondled with. But the tragedy but that's not even the tragic shit. The tragedy is you've accepted it. You weren't meant to be amiable. You told him how to check his ego, place a priority on fostering his dreams, even if it meant letting yours go. Built a dynasty crying blood, you see, with an arch back on all fours. You're a masterful architect of men. Now it's time to build on yours. Quit sitting back bitter talking shit about how you gave him too much. Stop treating the past like it was your last. He was a rough draft. Now for the final cut. Get off your knees, bucking for love. You're not a beggar in the least. Peel out of that self-pity bist and embrace your inner beast. She's neither bitter nor a bitch. She's a force for them to reckon with. Instead of being his worst mistake, be the woman he was born to miss. That's that was a flex, flex moment. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Let's talk. I didn't expect that. 
Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes, man. Do you realize what that poem is saying? <laughs> but you know what? That's it. Is that, that was, the one? That that was the that was the turning point. That was the turning point where I'm like, it's time. It's time to give up on that idea of who I am and start living the dream of who I want to be. You know what I mean? That's what, That was that turning point for me, that poem right there. Oh. Nicole, what is your favorite poem you ever wrote? I don't know. Should I be? Am? Huh? Didn't you write one that said it was titled I Am? Mm-mm. No. Oh, what, was it? what was the title of it? You did it like three times. I Miss You? That's it. Mm-hmm. I do like that one. That, that's. <laughs> oh, yeah. I do like that one. Yeah, but um, it, it's so many because it's it's like different, yeah. different points, different things. So yeah, but do you think when when I miss you? Do you think that that poem speaks to somebody who? And this is the way I take it. Um, they're going on their journey. And they're going through their journey of life and they lose their self and they start missing who they used to be. Definitely. Yeah. And it's like... I told y'all, I do be listening. Like, y'all don't think I listen. Y'all think I just be in the cut playing. Uh, Yeah. It's like, all right, I'm be off off the... um, doing. Even when I'm not on camera, I be listening. I pay attention. Like, dad, give me more credit than that. (laughs) No, but that's exactly what it is. And it's like... I've been there and, and it was like, am I, I don't even know when I, when I wrote that. Um, and I always say like music is a thing for me. So I, I love my music. And for some reason I thought of climax song, I miss you. Um, oh, but you said climax, like, cli- <laughs> you know what? Yeah, you set yourself That's up really- tonight for all, for all my stuff. So, tonight. Yeah. But um, anyway, <laughs> But um, I know there was a point where I was just so in my first love and I was just so into this person. And, you know, basically, if I wasn't, you know, if I wasn't at school or work, I was with him. And, you know, it was just like when we broke up, I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do with myself? Because that's who I built myself around, you know, and it wasn't like. I meant to do it. It just it just happened. And so yeah, and then I got to the point where dad, you know, what happened to me? But um yeah, that that definitely is a good one. Would you like did to you recite? Want, did you want me to do that one? Yes. As you as you as you please. Okay. <clears throat> so now you done gave it all away. I miss you. I miss you. And there's no other way to say it. And I I can't deny I'm feeling some kind of way. Maybe I was wrong, but I thought that you were my ace. Now you all skinning and grinning up in someone else's face. 
It's always an excuse why you don't have time to spare. And it was never like that before, but you don't seem to care. You're no longer the same and so different now. I'm trying to figure out what changed and how. I remember you as the feisty one with so much to say. Now you just hold your tongue and look the other way. You shut me out and are so into this new guy. Did you forget who is always there, whether it would be to laugh or to cry? You had a life before him and things you like to do. We used to go to the movies, bowling, or even writing or reading a book or two. What about us? You act like you forgot all about me. I've always been here, although you pushed me into the shadows. I'm hurting, and I want you to know, listen, I miss you. I miss me. Mm. In peace. Talk about it. <laughs> Love it. 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 But yeah, but that's yeah, that's that's one of my babies there. That is now dope. he has written 25 books, 50 million books. He has six jobs. So honestly, King, I know you don't what would be what would you consider King your favorite poem? Do you have a favorite? Nah. I is don't. it one has it ever been one that was like dearer to you than any other one? Like like a poem you you know you how like a, you have a go-to poem like Nicole? Let oh. me let me draw the car, all right? I thought I was I thought I was <laughs> I'm sorry. Let me let me draw the car. But let, but look, honestly, because yeah. King, I know I know, you know, the reason why I get these questions, I ask these questions because I gear these questions specifically for each one of you guys. Because right. I know three of y'all and y'all all different. So King is one of them people that takes these walks on the bay mm-hmm. and watches the Atlantic Ocean and looks across the Chesapeake Bay Bridge to the Chesapeake Water, right? The river, whatever he does, right? To get his peace of mind. Mm-hmm. And you sit back and you contemplate and think about stuff to write. Is it anything that you ever wrote? Oh, the piece where you uh almost got swept in the ocean. Was in the, what was the first piece you wrote after that? I can't even recall. See, I told you I write everything, but I did. <clears throat> I did think of Gil Scott anyway the other day. Oh, so. This this poem was like a old day to him because I'm down here in South Jersey, so I always think about New York City. Mm-hmm. I didn't forget where I came from. I've been in Cape May for like 29 and a half years, so you know I'm 50, so half of my life. You know what I mean? So yeah, I remember everything about New York, so that's why I wrote this poem called "The One." Okay. I mean, so okay, where I'm from is a place most of the people catch cases. 
moving on many streets and blocks, open mazes. Resemblance to ants, the Big Apple be having worms. So many skyscrapers, the air is thick with germs. Full, load, full loaded train cars and buses, stations with ruckus. Corners full of dealers and gangsters and all suckers. Snitches and sisters and some brothers dropping knowledge. School, school children drop out, trying to make some dollars. Myself, I couldn't mirror myself to go to college. Still remain solid and polished in my apartment. Read books and pamphlets, listen to audio sounds. Some of my people drown, sitting hard in a lounge. Spectators instigating debatable conversations. Young daughters waiting on a date that's perpetrating. Grown sons stood up by a woman who changed the plans. Probably both involved with each other, showing their hand. Managers doing employees dirty on shifty hours. I knew a woman who got flowers and lofts gifted powers. Once the king struggled with structuring his life, returning having passion for his craft, it must be nice. Gold diggers hiding in plain sight on game night. Her name same as a blade, but we'll say the kitchen knife. Things become crazy when you see what I see. I'm probably not the first to witness this call ID. King. Appreciate that. I mean, I, I think everybody has seen it. It's that moment. I want to ask you a question, King, before yeah. we close out. You live in Cape May. Yeah. There's a well, popular no, museum in Cape May. Explain to the audience what museum <clears throat> is in Cape May. That, excuse me, Miss Harriet Tubman Museum, and I've been in there. Mm, amazing. Lafayette Street, Cape May. And it's right next to the first black church in Cape May, Antioch Baptist Church. Been in there too, unfortunately because of certain situations, funerals, but Harriet Tubman Museum, Cape May, New Jersey, beautiful, wonderful. I loved it. I caught all the essence. Of you know, some sometimes, right, and, and, and I always, I'm a big, like I said, I'm a big reader, but I, I love history. Love, I love it. Um, we don't realize that some of the land that we walk every day was part of our ancestors literally walk to freedom. Mm -hmm. um, and why this, the uh, Underground Railroad could not come through Trenton. It basically had to stop in Trenton and go west of Philadelphia and come around to New York. It couldn't come because the Confederacy <laughs> And the, the clan was in Trenton and more up North Jersey, and they had to come all the way around. And when you think about places in Cape May, uh, Lansdowne, places like that that's down there, Bridgeton in South Jersey, you never really realize, like, these are the same footsteps that our ancestors took. So I always think about that when, when even when we met, because when you said you was from Cape May, I knew the museum was down there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> So with that, 
like I said, we don't want to get people too emotional. We're <laughs> thinking about that. But any final thoughts from the? Uh, I gotta think of a, a name for these three. I'll think of something. Any final thoughts? Dang. I'm just glad to still be here. And just to say to the audience, look out end of the month in Jan- in June. King Atterbury, the awesome three is coming coming to you. Three books. Gotcha. Nicole. Um, oh, um, it's, it's slowly, but it's, it's coming. It's coming. Um, we'll be having my book. Just got to tighten up a couple of things. And um, just cause what, pieces of me. So just be on the lookout for that. You can always check me on Instagram under Clemson Poodle 97. Of course, at um, Facebook, Nicole R. Brookins. Dwayna? Your mic is muted, Dwayna. Your mic is muted. I was going all into oh. a whole rendition. You saw my hand? <laughs> you saw my hand work presented and everything. Get it. Get it. <laughs> I think that I would like to close the remarks to be, you know, tune in. You know, reach out to King. King, what are your um, Instagram handles? I know you got King Atterbury Inc. and King Atterbury Seven. And Joelle Atterbury on Facebook. Reach out. Joelle Washington Atterbury. Joelle Washington Atterbury on yeah. Facebook. The Poetry Point, the Poetry Corner Facebook group, the Let's Talk group. Drop your poetry. Start. Start somewhere. I know it's a lot of people out there who reach out, who leave comments, and who might tune in. It might feel like we would love to have and to see you grow from wherever you are to wherever you're trying to be. We would love to be like a, nice. a step in that happening. So definitely tune in or come through. Reach out to King if you'd like to be on the show. And, um, you know, that's what all I have to say for tonight. This one, one big family. Yes, we With are. that, everybody have a safe week. And uh, we will see you guys next Tuesday, 8 o'clock. All poets welcome. Take care and remember, peace, love, and poetry. Good night.